The short game is listener-supported on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and join us on our Discord, head to theshortgame.net or patreon.com slash theshortgame. Welcome back to The Short Game. This is a show about short video games, games that respect your time. I'm Reagan Kelly, and I am joined this week by two very cool co-hosts. Recent graduate of Peggle University, Nate Heininger. And ball dropper, Shane. <laughs> I don't, I, okay, yes, fine. I'm just, we're just, we're just going to move past all of the ball puns in this. I'm just, I'm sure they're going to come up, and we're not. I, I had that. not even, I had not even thought of that like arena of jokes so thanks hey i'm I'm just a big fan of pegging (laughs) peggle as you can tell we are talking this week about peggle or the peggle series of games um and okay i I mentioned this at the end of last episode the reason that we're talking about peggle this week was that in our back channel where we were talking about things after after recording our last episode it came up suddenly that nate had not only never played any of the Peggle games, but had never heard of Peggle. And when I tried to explain yeah. it to him, he thought I was lying. So uh, we've <laughs> now done a bunch of... Nate has done a bunch of research, and now Nate is going to present to us everything he now knows about Peggle. I, I, it is, I'm not making this up either. I truly had never interacted or engaged with Peggle. And I really thought that I was going to like open it up if it was real i was gonna open it up and you know there'd be some sort of realization like oh you know this oh i remember the, of course and just no this complete blank <laughs> i i swear i feel like this is like a mandela bernstein bears effect thing going on where i've been inserted into this universe <laughs> that peggle now exists you know okay uh, so I know we're, I'm getting ahead of ourselves, but like the, the thing about this that blew my mind the most, obviously I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe this is just my weird bubble, but like, I always thought Peggle was like a mega franchise, right? Pop cap is one of the biggest things out there. Um, you know, yes, they're casual games, but they're like really, really in the popular culture and Peggle might not be their very most yeah. famous thing, but it's certainly in the top three and, um, kind of feels like a weird blind spot. Yeah, it does. And the other the other specific thing that blew my mind is like, Nate, right, you were a huge World of Warcraft guy, right? Yes, I know. I know. I know where this is going. Yeah, and, and, Nate, I, and yet you, you, you didn't know about Peggle World of Warcraft Edition. No. The special custom version of Peggle that you could play inside of World of Warcraft. I did not, Reagan. And I knew about that. I never played <laughs> World of Warcraft. Seems like the only good reason to play WoW. Yeah. Maybe. So there's a possibility that I have forgotten entirely. Like I knew it and it has just completely been erased from my mind. Hmm. I am more on the side of Berenstain bear Mandela effect, uh, because apparently this game has sold 50 million copies across <laughs> all of its different platforms. And I truly cannot believe that I have, I've have never, never heard of it. I, and I've played, <laughs> There are games that I've played a lot of that when I was playing this, I was like, oh, this is like Snood, uh, which I think was probably popular around the same time as when this came out. And all these little, you know, um, sir, this is not like Snood. (laughs) I played a lot of Snood. I loved Snood. I would play it while in between waiting for raids on uh in world of warcraft so i i don't know i i don't what i don't i think maybe i wasn't playing world of warcraft by time the peggle integration came um i played all the way up until like 2008 or 9 or something like that so i don't know when that happened but uh i i totally i totally missed it you know i might have been just too focused uh, on the two, loot 2009 so maybe it was too late yeah. for you Maybe it was. I, I I don't remember if there's anyone I could easily look this up, but I basically played all the way up until uh, I stopped right before the Wrath of the Lich King. But I played from beta until that point, so it was a long time. Um, but I missed a lot of the like later, you know, half dozen expansions that came out and all these different integrations that they did. So I don't I don't know if I'm if that was too late for for me. But yeah, I had never heard of this game. Okay, Nate. I, I now then because you are 
uh, fresh to Peggle, I require your report on Peggle. <laughs> what is a Peggle? A Peggle. Peggle. Um, well, it is reverse brick breaker pachinko, I think is the best way I could describe it. It is very, very simple, but I actually really enjoyed it. I completed Peggle Deluxe. I beat the first Peggle all the way through. So I've done my research and I've played a little bit of Peggle Knights, which Knights. is Knights. Yeah, which is what a wonderful sequel name to a <laughs> silly small game. Like I wish more games would use that sort of naming Super rather than Mario just like Brothers Knights. Yeah, exactly. Instead of just like two, three, like this should have just been Peggle 2, but for whatever reason, they chose Peggle Knights. And that's so funny to me. But anyway, so the the whole game is you control a little uh, little turret at the top of the screen. You know, the only other thing that uses that naming scheme is the um, uh, George A. Romero uh, Night of the Living Dead franchise. It'll be like Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead. Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. next day of the Dead, peg, you know, Peggle the following morning, yeah, Peggle the next afternoon, Peggle, um, yeah, I, it's a great name. Uh, it's I, I didn't play much of the second game, but I think it's just the same. It's, it's just, more of it's of just Peggle. more Peggle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, it's a super simple game. I think you know if you were on the internet, especially in you know in this time playing all the games on like. New grounds and and flash and whatnot. It, you know, you played a, a these games were a dime a dozen for whatever reason. In this universe, this version of the universe, Peggle really caught on and became a massive hit. It's new to me because I'm from a different universe, apparently. But anyway, uh, it is a you have a, you, you control a little turret at the top of the screen and you fire a ball at a screen full of pegs, Peggles, I think. Uh, and some of them are blue, some of them are orange. You want to remove all of the orange peggles before you run out of balls. The bottom of the screen is completely open. So your ball, once it falls out of the screen, it's gone, and you have a limited amount of of balls to shoot, and you want to eliminate all of the orange peggles. There's a variety of things that get in your way. Sometimes they're moving. There are different obstructions. Uh, They are clumped in a weird way where you have to, like, you know, you want to start at the top so it pachinkos its way down and and sometimes they're like under obstructions. So you have to hope that it pachinkos at a crazy angle to bounce over to the right. It's a good combination of just luck. And then they add a lot of like powers that allow you to have a little bit more control over the ball that do add a little bit more of a skill element to it, which... uh when I was researching the existence of this game, I saw that one of their goals with this game was to actually make a a pachinko style game that is fun and requires a degree of skill. And is it totally luck based? And I think they accomplished it. Like I could feel myself getting better at Peggle as I went along, uh, earning my Peggle diploma uh, if you've not played the game, there's like a silly rap story around it where you are entering into Peggle University and, the, and this like pony is teaching you about Peggle and it's really silly. Um, I want to take a quick second to talk about like the like obviously, yes, there's all these the, like the mechanics are pretty easy to explain. It doesn't take very long. Like you fire pe- you fire balls at pegs. They bounce around. The pegs vanish as you as you bounce on them and you get yeah. points and you have to clear all of the orange pegs, which is about 10 percent of the pegs. Uh, right before you run out of balls um this at a first glance this is a pachinko game but like first of all i, I think it's you many people could be easily uh forgiven if they don't know what the word pachinko means pachinko is like a, a gambling slot machine style machine that's very popular in uh asia um they're not so popular over here well you would know it if you've watched price is right this oh, is like, like every Plinko. this was Plinko from yeah, Price is Right. That's, that's right. like everyone's favorite game. You take the disc, you put it at the top, and it's just a bunch of pegs. And in in the Price is Right one, you're hoping that it falls into the bucket at the bottom that has like the most money or whatever the reward was at the yeah. bottom. In this game, you're hoping that it hits as many pegs as possible, particularly the orange ones, but it's helpful just to remove the blue ones because every peg it hits, they disappear. Mm-hmm. So you are trying to like 
fire the ball in a way that maximizes the amount of plink, you know, plinking that it'll do before it inevitably, you know, makes it to the bottom and falls off the screen and, and you lose that ball. Pachinko games. I was exposed to at a young age. We had, really? we had a friend named Jessica. Reagan, do you remember Jessica? <laughs> I remember Jessica, um, but I don't remember anything in, about a pachinko game. In Please Jessica's house, at I don't know how we must have been quite young. Uh, mm. She, she, her family had lived like in many places around the world, and somehow they had a pachinko machine. And when I would go to her house, that is absolutely all I would want to do is play with that pachinko machine. I remember that. Oh, my God. You're right. Why did they have a pachinko machine? Why not? I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, That's that's where I learned about what a pachinko machine was, was they had one. I think she'd lived in Japan. And in Japan, uh, they'd lived all over the world. Remember, I think her parents were missionaries or something. No, I think they were. Uh, I don't know. I have a vague memory of being like related to like oil industry or something. This is my favorite part of the show when it, for a moment, it seems like maybe your childhoods diverged at some point, And then we realized, no, 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 yeah. it all. Well, the, the fact is that you're, you're talking to two, two people who like lived an identical childhood, but both who have terrible memories. And it's just that <laughs> our, our like shitty patchwork of terrible childhood memory. The memories are fine, but the memory, the quality of the memory storage is mm-hmm. poor. That's what I'm getting at. I think um, this is evidence of the fact that I have a good memory. And you have a bad memory. Okay, I have it given. Uh, it, it took the two of you to have a complete childhood. Mm-hmm. The thing about pachinko machines is they're they're basically gambling. Like they're they're effectively they're like a slot machine, right? Like th- there's yeah. no there's no um, uh, skill involved in the way a main you know a, a traditional pachinko machine is designed. Um, and there's not really gambling in Japan. Um, you know, there's, they don't have the same kind of, you know, it's a lot like it is here. Uh, you know, there's, you know, if not, maybe more locked down, but pachinko machines are like so popular that there's a weird loophole in the law for pachinko machines. So it's like the legal gambling that you can do in Japan and you can find a pachinko parlor, um, in like most cities and towns. And, uh, there's like a, legal loophole around pachinko machines where you know you can't you, basically what you what you do is you play pachinko and you get balls out of it right you, you, you buy you play, the balls put, but they kind of like act like like chips in a casino yeah and then uh you can take the but you also win balls from the machine and then you can take the balls and trade the balls you've won for prize tokens which also can't be traded for cash but you can take the prize tokens outside of the pachinko parlor and then sell them to a special person who, you know, basically exists as an adjunct of the, of the pachinko parlor. It's a fence. So you can sell, you can sell the pachinko tokens to the Yakuza. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the pachinko in these, these games was actually where, pinball eventually morphed from and part of the the uh there's pinball i think, it, I think crazy... it's more like convergent evolution like these are both things that like well, both descend from like um like n- n- just purely mechanical entertainment machines like yeah because i know yeah. pinball has a crazy history and if, you, if, if you're listening yeah. and you haven't heard it there's a lot of great stories oh, yeah. out there about the evolution of pinball and basically it started as a a luck game, and they had to prove that it had morphed into a skill game because yeah, of the that, addition and of when the they, flippers. They, they added the flippers, but of course in Asia, yeah. they never added the flippers, and that's how you get right. pachinko, yeah. yeah. Right. If you're interested, I have found what I think is a picture of the pachinko machine uh, that the Gan family had. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> very... I'm you, just, you, just, you just doxed Jessica. Um, yeah, this the, is a gr- this is I'm great very interesting radio. to see it. Uh, you send that over to yeah. me, and it won't be in the show notes. Uh, I'm too lazy. Um, the <laughs> the thing about pachinko, though, as, re- as it relates to video games, though, is that like pachinko video games are huge. If you do like import video games, like you know, if you go looking through like bins of Famicom games or something, there are absolute ass tons of pachinko games and i will tell you that i have i have tried them on a a variety of platforms because (laughs) if you look up a list of like most popular games for literally any japanese 
based video game hardware, a pachinko game is going to be in, in the launch lineup. Uh, yeah. And there's probably going to be dozens of pachinko games for it overall. And 100% of them are t- complete ass. They are terrible, terrible video games. Pachinko, as a concept, does not transfer well to video games. Because you essentially, it sort of like auto-plays itself for the most part. And it's mostly automatic. It's mostly boring. You you don't get real prizes from a video game. Um, it sucks. It's kind of like playing a slot machine video game. And the like, if the whole thing is... The physicality of watching a ball bounce off of pegs and like the randomness of gravity and uh, and how it's going to hit the pegs, like anything redu- removing it down to a digital where you have no control. You're like, it's not a game anymore. You're just watching a video. Of, yeah, uh, you, you, you can know, aim a little spout usually of like where the balls are coming out. But sure. it's ultimately pretty random because of how how much bouncing these balls are designed to do on the way down. It's yeah, it's it's not good as a video game. I'm sure that there are people out there who love pachinko games. I love golf games. Those are boring. Um, so, you know, you tell me if you love pachinko games, but I doubt any of our listeners are going to come to bat for pachinko games. Uh, I, I would just like to point out again to our listeners that we're now three for three of the last three episodes in which Reagan has brought up his love of golf video games. I was going to say the same thing. We are on a run of Reagan talking golf. Hey, um, I, I, you know, I, I bought a 2K21 uh, PGA Tour and I've been playing uh, golf video games for at least an hour a day every day for the last three weeks. So uh, it's good. I got invited to play real golf the other day. What? And you know what? I, and you know what I said? No. Nah. <laughs> 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 uh, I like I like doing things, but uh, yeah, you know, golf. I like. It's actually for me. It's because I am like have such poor eyesight that when i hit the golf ball i have no idea where it went and it's not really that fun for me to be like hey where'd that go and then someone has to like point two on the ground you know <laughs> and, and so I, because i'm Over so bad yonder. at it you know i'm so i'm like have no ability to get better because i have no idea where the ball goes when i hit i'm just bad so it just goes far right far left and i have to be like Hey, which way did that ball go? Oh, over into the woods. Cool. Great. Yeah, this is fun. I love mini golf because that I, you know, you can, it's all right there. Uh, but yeah, real golf. Nah, I'm good. Mm. There's other things I want to do. Hey, Shane, you want to take up golf with me? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I had a bunch of uh, inherited golf clubs that I tried to give you and you refused. So well, I don't have that much space, uh, but I mean, if I was actually going to play golf, I might take them. I, I don't know. I've thought about it for I've thought about it for years, but I feel like I'd probably uh, need to take lessons, and and my uh, my body is not good. You're gonna go to the course, and you're gonna be like, okay, where's the power meter? I- <laughs> this is exactly my concern, mate. <laughs> I, I know everything about the rules of golf, and I have strategy <laughs> ideas, but I don't know anything at all about actually how to move my body in any coordinated fashion. I would I would I don't want to play golf. But what is rapidly moving to the top of my list of things I want to do is watch you play real golf. <laughs> I'll drive the cart. I'll drive the cart. It'll be a great time. Oh man! Actually, I uh, let's do it. I'm I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, so where were we? We were talking about we were talking about Peggle. Um, Peggle, Peggle is not pachinko. The big distinctions between Peggle and a pachinko game are that rather than sort of firing usually a stream of balls very quickly and trying to hope that they land in the big money spots, here you're firing balls much more strategically. And while it might seem, because the the bouncing mechanics are so... Uh, I mean, the physics are pretty natural feeling, um, real, like, you know, nice arcing physics, but it, it you know, it's very hard uh, on one level to, like, plan a, a, a bounce of a ball across multiple bounces that might be, you know, through a, a chaotic area of bunches of, of pins. But like, there's a lot more control in this than in any pachinko game I've ever tried. Um, and the goals are different. It's all about clearing the board rather than just trying to get the balls into special holes. Yeah, there's a, uh, <laughs> um, so I'm just going to walk right past that one. So there's, uh, <laughs> so that, so like with pachinko, yeah, you're trying to you want it to dump into like what the whatever bucket at the bottom and and you you kind of can tell like you're maybe you're going in that correct direction 
And the there's a little bit of like swelling stress about like, oh, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Like, yeah, yes or no. Um, but there's also like plenty of them that just kind of stray off to the side. And you're like, ah, what, you know, that's a waste, right? And you want to try again. With Peggle, uh, it is constant, quick moments of that feeling of like, of that like stress of, uh, is it going to hit that orange ball or orange peg? Uh, because there's so many of them and there's so many other pegs, it's rapid fire until you get toward the, towards the end and there's no more pegs. Um, but you're like constantly like, Oh shit. Like it's going in ways that you don't expect it to. And there's always something for it to interact with that. You have constant little moments of that, like dopamine hit of like, ah, or yeah, or ah, you know, over and over and over. And then it eventually falls off and it doesn't really matter where it falls except for, they have a moving bucket going across the bottom of the yes. screen that if this the ball so fun. if the ball falls into that you get a free ball so there is still that like pachinko element where it's like oh you want it to fall in the right bucket at the bottom but it's moving and it's moving pretty fast so you can try to aim for it and like when the game gets later and there's way less pegs you actually can maybe try to like you know, bank shot it off the peg and into the free into the bucket. But for the most part, it's just like a, a random happenstance that your, your ball is approaching the bottom as that bucket is moving over there. And so you get this added little like, Oh shit moment as it goes in and then you get a free ball and it's great. And some of the best runs that you have this, like as the game gets harder, sometimes that like randomness of the free ball is really going to, uh, have a huge impact on the game. So it's really satisfying when you get it in there. Uh, and I think the game also knows the, like the stress of whether your ball is going to hit the peg or not is a part of it. Because when you get down to the last peg, the last orange one, as the ball approaches it, the last like inch of the screen, it goes in slow motion and it really adds just another element. Cause when you miss the sound effect goes like, oh, and it's really, really sad. But when it hits, it starts playing like a full choir ode to joy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and the ball turns into a rainbow and it's just spewing out sparkles. And the bottom turns into nothing but point buckets. And it's bouncing all over the place playing ode to joy. And like all the bouncing around sounds are like, goom, goom. And it's really satisfying to be a level. There is nothing better than like being like having one ball left with four orange pegs and just managing to bank shot into the into the cup and get free balls until you finally get that final one and you do that last shot and it just perfectly arcs into the middle cup where you get the extra bonus points. Ode to Joy plays. The action (laughs) slows down while you're seeing the ball careening towards the cup. Is it going to go in? Bounce, bounce, bounce on the rim. It goes in. That rules. It's just a it wonderful, is. wonderful feeling. Um, and like, I, I don't know. I, I've I've been playing Peggle games on and off in various ways for many, many years. Like, I think the first time I really interacted with Peggle, it came out originally on PCs. This is from PopCap Games. We didn't mention that earlier. Um, PopCap has been releasing games forever. They really started with uh, with like you know, you could download them from the web at a time when that was really like kind of uncommon, you know, talking about like the um, shareware kind of days, uh, or this was the kind of thing that you might go into like a, a compu center or a Walmart and buy like a CD-ROM with a pop cap game on it for like five or 10 bucks. Um, and later, like they ported Peggle to everything. Uh, there, there's a, a quote in one of the articles I read when I was like brushing up that was from somebody at PopCap saying, if your refrigerator had a screen, we would put Peggle on it. Um, so I just just looking it. at just just the Peggle games, uh, just looking at their, their Wikipedia article, like Peggle games came out on Microsoft Windows, Mac OS X, Windows Mobile, Java ME. So we're talking about like the pre-smartphone smartphones. Uh, Brew, another Java-based smartphone technology, Nintendo DS, that version's decent, uh, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, iOS. I, I really played this mostly originally on the iPhone, on the original iPhone. It was a great port, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, it's no longer available in favor of the uh, kind of shitty 
uh, iOS version now that's like a free to play. Um, I think Shane, you you played a little bit of that one. So I maybe did. You can tell me how that is? Yeah, I I went ahead and uh, you know we were we were covering Peggle pretty broadly here, so um, I I thought well just what's available now and there's the free version and I think this is kind of a case study in how to ruin um how to ruin your franchise by nice. like mixing it in with a bunch of free to play mechanics. Um, so Peggle Blast is the one that's available right now. It's, this is post the, so this, I think is a good case study in like why EA ruins good things. Like Peggle is a real low, is real low hanging fruit in terms of like things you can ruin by monetizing it wrong. Um, and, and so pop cap games was acquired by EA, I believe Mm -hmm. in 2011. I think of, yeah. And, um, and, and in, they basically decided that like PopCap, PopCap's previous business model had always been like, we sell games. So like they had been, yeah. they'd been selling games on computers, you know, you know, in the, in the like retail era, casual games, casual games Especially. directly to consumers. And it uh-huh. had been making tons and tons of money. And then they sold yeah. to EA and this happened in 2011. So like right at the beginning of like, or kind of. Not the beginning, but like in the App Store Gold Rush, when mm-hmm. uh, when the uh, like the the beginning of, of free to play games and like weird game monetization was beginning to be a thing, and uh, they ruined it. EA ruined PopCap and all yeah. of their franchises and in so, exactly the ways that you would expect them to ruin them. Um, but they're sort of the case study of like yeah, it's how that goes the most bad. Predi- predictable thing in the world sucks. Yeah. So e- EA. Um, basically took this franchise for all it was worth um like th- this went from have like the previous peggle games had like just really high review scores across the board uh peggle blast got like like low very low 50s out of 100 um you know on on metacritic uh, and and what did they actually do to uh, it? Uh, before um, you say that, like I, I will give them some credit here in that, like they did release Peggle Two. There was this very meme or meme e moment at, at like an EA or not EA, like a, at a E three where uh, one of the guys from PopCap came out and announced Peggle Two, and it it was just one of those things where like it came out on stage at like a super hype moment in E three and screamed Peggle Two and jumped in the air. And no one made a sound. It was like really sad. I, but Peggle 2 is actually really good. So I'll give them credit for that. Like they released it only on consoles. It's still not out on PC or mobile, which is a real bummer. Like it's if you want to play Peggle 2, you have to put it on your PlayStation 4, which is not the place I want to play Peggle. Um, but it is a good game. So like EA gave it, I guess, one shot, right? At, at releasing a like complete peggle game in the vein of the original and peggle knights and mm-hmm. when it wouldn't I su- it be peggle three I, it should be peggle three <laughs> because of peggle knights but i guess they were thinking of peggle knights as more of an expansion pack for the original whereas mm. i guess peggle two is like peggle two is expanded it's fine um when i go to play it now though i go back and play the original because i can download it on my pc um and you know that's or on a, you know on Mac you know quick well not no not exactly quick note before Shane I I, I definitely want to hear about how yes, I do Peggle too. Blast Sorry, sucks I didn't mean to interrupt but you, but, but be, just quick note if you are planning to play this uh, it does not run on sixty four bit Mac so what uh, Steam Steam will say you know it's Apple uh, available but uh, it uh, will not Peggle is uh, an endangered so, species guys this yeah, is such a so. good game and like all of the ports are evaporating you know yeah. uh, treasure your you know your uh, Java ME smartphone <laughs> or whatever so I had to boot over to Windows to play it uh, and you know and then I had some problems with that and I for a while I thought I was not going to be able to play it and it was an elaborate prank on me uh, I was able to eventually get it running and I played through it, but uh, it was, it was a little touch and go there for a moment. Uh, I'll give uh, it uh, one, one thing to, for the, for the folks who may be looking to play this is that Peggle and I believe also Peggle Knights now are available as part of Xbox game pass. I played them mm. through that on PC, um, which now includes the EA play subscription and they're in that. So if you have one of those subscriptions and you want to try out Peggle, you can try it for free. And the bundle of, Peggle Deluxe, which is the first Peggle, and Peggle Knights, 
was seven dollars and fifty cents on Steam. So pretty Good cheap. Deal. Yeah. Shane, so, how, sorry, yeah. how did they monetize the ever-loving <laughs> shit out of it. the iOS version? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So uh, this is going to come as no surprise to anyone who plays, like, just any kind of free-to-play iOS game, uh, but they just piled in currencies and timers. So timers. Uh, what they basically did is... Uh, so it uses... It, uh, a, a like a level up system and a life system and like a, a item system and 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 all of these like uh, lots of different uh, so there actually are several kind of new ideas in in like Peggle in this one like there are these these special modes that involve like breaking pegs to drop uh, gems out, out the bottom of the board and try and drop them into your uh, into your cup. Uh, there's these like fireball obstacles. There's these like, um, there's, uh, uh, these Phoenix eggs that I thought were kind of fun. Like you'd have to like hit them with the, but you know, what, what makes these levels, uh, what made Peggle great for me before it was like really perfectly balanced. Like you, you were kind of on that razor's edge of like, okay, you know, I, I've, I, I need to be getting the free balls. I need to be making my shots. Yeah, you don't uh, think about the uh, the like level design level. of Peggle, but like it's extremely no, I do. Peggle has great. Le- yeah, yeah, it's just a Peggle scattering of pegs, but like they've done an incredible job. Uh, of every single level in this game is like incredibly well thought out in terms of like how many balls do you have and how many will it take to address a particular arrangement of pegs, and it's really, really, yeah. really well balanced. Right. And the randomness of like the orange pegs and stuff like that, you know, adds a little bit of um, kind of extra challenge. Like sometimes it'll dust those orange pegs in a kind of inconvenient way around the level. Um, and, you know, that that makes that level a little harder. And, you know, you know, maybe you make it, maybe you don't. If you don't, uh, you try again. The orange pegs are in a different spot. Maybe you'll try it this time and win. Um, well, now when you run out of uh, of balls, uh, you're immediately given a chance to spend ten coins to get addition to get an additional ball. Uh, oh. Ten coins are available. Uh, ten coins are available for only the low price of ninety nine cents. So it's literally, literally like, and you get ten coins just for just for signing up. So I mean, what a deal! What a deal! They're uh, they're they're giving them away. Yeah, you can also use your coins to buy special items uh, that you can you can trigger at any time, and you know those do things that you know in other Peggle games would have been really fun and really be cool to get as powers or whatever. Can um, you so sell those coins is- to a Yakuza fence? Is there someone outside <laughs> of a? I'd love to. <laughs> uh, you know, you can exchange them for prize tokens, which can then be used as a form of gambling. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's. There's also a, like I said, a timer system. Uh, the number of lives you have, you have a maximum of five lives. And if you if you use your lives up, well, I guess you're going to have to wait. Or you could connect to Facebook um, and share how share your love of of Peggle and Peggle. Uh, get extra lives right now. Wow! Um, and if you want what that a extra deal. ball really bad, maybe maybe it's worth it to you to watch some ads. Uh, but you know what? And I did. Me, I did watch me, some kill ads. Me, kill me, kill me, and kill me, kill me, by the kill time me, kill me, kill I got me, me, into me, the me, second me, little me, world me, of Peggle, um, <laughs> the those, second? Ma- those ads stopped being um, optional, and they just started appearing in between every single level. So, you know, if if this were a game where I could pay, I don't know, like anywhere up to maybe... I don't, I don't know what I would pay for like a, a really good, decent version of Peggle on Honestly, my iPhone, but 20 I bucks. would pay money. I would pay 20 bucks yeah, for a really good yeah. version of Peggle. That's what on I was going to ask. Is there a way to buy out everything and just no. pay? No. Not that I found, no. Yeah, because no, I'm sympathetic is, to developers, uh, you know, and they need to get paid. And I'm, I'm, all I'm sympathetic to developers except Absolutely. EA. Yeah, as long Please as you. But it, give me the option mm-hmm. to pay a, a flat, make it high. I don't make it a, make it a worth your time just let me buy out everything and just play the game and what what infuriates me about all of this is that they took the original peggle port for ios off the store because of this like peggle and peggle knights both Mm -hmm. got really really good ios ports in the very early days of the app store we're talking about 2009 
And I played it obsessively. The original Peggle, Peggle Deluxe for iPhone was like a really well thought out port. They'd done really nice little affordances where like, you know, you would touch on the screen to aim the ball, but then it had a little like jog wheel that looked kind of like a scroll wheel of a mouse that you could use to do like fine tuning. Uh, and when you used that, it would automatically zoom in on wherever your, your ball was going. Like it was really well designed while still having everything from the desktop version. And then it later got an iPad port that was also perfect. It was an excellent port, um, but they've abandoned the original game. You know, it's available still, but it's it's available in like 640 by 480 garbage pixels. And, uh, and all of the mobile ports and other ports have been completely abandoned. You can still, ab- you can still download um, Peggle 2 on consoles, but like if you want to play Peggle on a mobile device, your options are only this abusive garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to play it on a mobile device, my my recommendation to you right now is don't and instead try Round Guard. Uh, yeah. Round Guard is it's on Apple Arcade, but it's also on Nintendo Switch, it's on PS4, it's on Steam, Xbox One. Um and what it basically is is it takes the Peggle formula and it applies that to a dungeon crawler with like loot and a bunch of like different D&D style characters like the the ball itself is like your wizard or your or your warrior or whatever and like the a lot of the pegs are you know monsters and and they they do some fun stuff with that it's actually pretty neat i i would probably recommend you play it on something with a slightly bigger screen like it works it for me it was it was a really good game on my ipad not mm. so great on my iphone because the character designs get really small uh, you know when they have reduced the size of a peg on a tiny mobile screen but i actually quite liked this one and uh you know it's maybe not exactly what i was looking for but it's better than peggle blast by a like a, a solid margin you know, I, I would really have liked to have liked that game better. And I think it, it they've continued to do updates. I played it when it, the very first came out. I think it was a launch game for Apple Arcade. Um, and I know they've done a number of updates since. Um, I didn't really love the art style. And there were a few things about the orig- the structure of the game. Like, it has a little bit of a roguelike structure to it where you mm-hmm. are, like, playing through a bunch of levels. And eventually you kind of, like, fail out and start over. Which... Um, I don't know. Something about that didn't rub me the right way when I tried it. I'd like to try it again because I, I know they've done a number of updates and they've added some new characters and some tweaks to the to the balance. And I think it's probably it's probably still one of the better Peggle likes out there. There's not a lot of Peggle likes. Uh, one thing that I spotted while I was looking things up for this episode and trying to find out where I can buy Peggle today is if you search Peggle on Steam, there is an early access game that is actually not out yet. It's coming out in early access later this year. So all that's available right now is a demo, but um, I'm really excited to try it when it comes out. And that's called uh, Peglin, which is uh, has a very cute, similar concept. It's a, a, a merger cute. of the Peggle mechanics with uh, sort of uh, fantasy, uh, you know, dungeon crawling stuff. But you play as a Peglin, a little goblin who does Peggle basically. Um, but this one, its approach is like it has a uh, encounter chart that's very similar to Slay the Spire, where you're kind of making choices on a little map to decide. Now you got me. Yeah, right. I'm in. Yeah. Um, and uh, it has like a cute pixel art style. And the uh, the the thing that seems kind of different about it, to, as far as I can see, is like it, it's just got these sort of very standard looking Peggle layouts. But above the Peggle board, there's a little uh, dungeon crawl sort of stripe at the top of the screen where you've got like the little Peglin is moving left to right, fighting various monsters as he proceeds through, which looks to me a lot like you must build a boat. You must build a the, boat. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like one of the most talked about, but never covered games on this show. One of my favorite iPhone games of all time. You must build a boat. That's yeah. awesome. So I'm keeping an eye on Peglin. I don't actually know if it's any good yet because it's not out, but um, like sure. I, I'm eager to see, other companies that are not EA take more cracks at the Peggle thing. And I'm surprised we haven't seen more of it, but I think it just speaks to the fact that it's hard to make yeah. a game that is fun to play using mechanics that are designed for the randomness of an actual pachinko machine. Like the pachinko games generally don't work EA or rather, sorry, PopCap figured one possible thing out here. Uh, and I'd like to see more people well, ape that. And I think there's only so far you can go with a game like this too. Also right. True. I mean, like, you know, um, block breaker games, there are a ton of fun, great 
block breaker games, but it never goes past that, you know, it never goes past. You're going to have some sort of paddle at the bottom or some sort of mechanism for, for stopping the ball from dying. Yeah, it's sort of peaked just, at Arkanoid. Yeah. Like everything is, it's always going to center around that. And that's fine. Like that th- there can be games that are just that, you know, uh, it's hard to imagine it going past that when the whole game is just like maintain a ball, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, although I guess that's most sports. So I don't know. Um, uh, there's a, a couple things that this game, uh, one made me think of another one, just kind of funny thing that happened is, uh, so I, I, you know, I had some trouble getting this game going and, uh, I finally got it going and, like no sound was working. It's like, ah, well, whatever. No way the sound is really that worthwhile. Sound is game. vital. <laughs> well, so so uh, you know, I've already talked about the sound. So you so obviously I figured it out, but the way I figured it out was pretty funny is uh so I was playing and I and I uh got through a couple levels before I finally caught it. I finished a level and I just heard like really silent, like really lightly like and it's like what like what what and and so you know this is all me this is not the game's fault but i basically still had the output for the sound through my headphones for the microphone for the podcast but the only thing that was ever loud enough to like break through and catch my attention was the ode to joy that plays when you beat the game and so finally so i realized it and put on the headphones i was like oh this game is so much better with the sound so highly recommend having the sounds on when you're playing it uh and then also uh i don't really have like a direction to go with this story but it just made me think about it i don't know if i've talked about it on the podcast but it really brought me back to Something I did for two summers, I would teach a summer camp to kids, like young kids, like like six to eight-year-olds. I would teach this summer camp uh, that was billed as video game create, like video game maker, like learn how video game development class. You know, and all it was was taking this uh, this software called Click Team Fusion that actually is a, a legit like game maker studio. Not a lot of games, not a lot of like you know full release games have been made on it. But it, but one has that I know of, which was Reagan's favorite game of all time called Freedom Planet. We covered it on the show <laughs> like six and a half years ago. It was basically Sonic meets My Little Pony, and it's Reagan's favorite uh, game. I think he has a tattoo of it. <laughs> Uh, so that game was was developed hey, on this. You know, but, you know what? I, I just looked this up just because I was curious. You know what else was made in Click Team Fusion? What's that? Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it so also it's a, Baba is You uh, was made in Multimedia Fusion Two, which is a related software. Oh, nice. Okay. So it, like again, it's a legit thing. Games have been made in it. Uh, Baba is You is incredible. So that's cool. Um, uh, but it's a lot of like if this and it's if this and that sort of development. Like the the game provides you with a ton of assets that you can basically assign rules to, or you could import and create your own assets. But you know, so I was teaching these kids like, you know, we'd make a pong game, and so we'd say like set the speed to this bar at twenty, and set the ball if it hits wall bounce. You know, and it's it's that sort of development. Uh, and it would get more and more uh, difficult. But most of the kids wanted nothing to do with learning this, like, sort of, like, you know, Windows 95-y software. And they just wanted to play Minecraft. So, like, half my time was just like, all right, kids, if you complete this assignment, you can play Minecraft. Which is like, man, I don't want <laughs> to be doing this at all. But it paid $25 an hour. So, I was like, hell yeah, I will do this. Uh but the thing that always annoyed me the most is that, uh, like, again, you're just you're just manipulating the rules of this software. And I would I would go over and be like, hey, like, how's your how's your uh, how's your pong game going? And it'd be like, and they would be like, I I hacked it, I hacked it, I hacked the game. And I'd be like, what do you mean? And like, they would set the speed to like 99 instead of you know the goal or the the game we're supposed to make was 20 you know, and they'd set it to 99 and they'd be like, I hacked it. Look, I hacked it. Love it. And I'd be like, I'm sorry, that's not hacking. You just set the, you just <laughs> set the, 
the speed to 99 and you just destroyed that, was, that child's uh, <laughs> you know uh, well it's important that they know um and <laughs> that you uh that they that they you know understand that that hacking is illegal <laughs> yeah yeah so i kick them out of my class i'd kick them out this is not hacking school this is video game call development the police. School. yeah i call the police and i get and i tell their parents um so i don't really have anywhere to go with this story but it's a, like a weird moment of video game like in my life where I was trying to teach kids how to make video games and they didn't really want anything to do with it. I didn't really want anything to do with it. And they would just play Minecraft and tell me how they hacked the pong over and over and over. Uh, but it was interesting. And, and this Peggle game felt like something. I was going to ask when made. we were getting back to Peggle. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's what <laughs> it felt like. It felt like this was made in a, in a thing like that. Like I, th- I think you could make Peggle, uh, in a in one of these game studios where it just provides you assets and you create rules. Except for there were a couple things near the end. There's there's a special power up where you go to fire the ball and then it will adjust your shot to be like what's the most ideal shot that you could have made in this direction. And I was like. All right, there's something more interesting going on under the hood in this game to where it's at least like pre-projecting where your ball's going to go and it knows, you know? So and that's when Nate hacked it. And that's when I hacked <laughs> it. That's when I that's when I got in there. I got all these kids together. First we spent some time in Minecraft and then we got in and we hacked it. Uh anyway, I don't know where I was going with any of this, but I just you know, we don't have a lot to talk we about. We have on to this fill side. time. We're talking about <laughs> yeah. Peggle for an entire episode. So, yeah. so uh, I just you know don't what? know. I... Honestly, we've managed to squeeze 46 minutes, according to my clock so yeah. far, Peggle. out of How Peggle. How do you do that? So, can, cool. can I wrap this by just saying what this really did, what looking back at Peggle did for me, is it really reminded me of um, what a really beautiful time for casual games the early early 2000s was um like pop cap you know apart from like their initial like introduction that nobody knows about like once they were pop cap they started by making bejeweled right and bejeweled yeah. has probably more of a casual game legacy than any other game that you could think of bejeweled you know it's probably probably 50 percent of the like free-to-play shit in the app store is a ripoff of bejeweled to some extent like the uh, you know candy crush that's bejeweled you know all of this stuff is bejeweled and it's sort of it's from bejeweled there, all like, the way down it, it is and then you know but like their other big their other big things what are they doing now they they exist as an arm of EA that continues to like port bejeweled to everything and god bless them and then also uh plants versus zombies which is a, a topic i would love to get into someday on this you know what honestly but, plants versus zombies is an incredible game the the original yeah. one like like popcap had a string of such incredible game design like they clearly just like they were building these games on incredibly simple tech you know, they wanted it to run on grandma's PC, but like they really, really refined these games and plant versus plants versus zombies. And I think also the sequel plants versus zombies two were both like, like genre defining games that just, they were, they're phenomenal, phenomenal game design uh, in those games. And they don't get the credit they, they, they deserve because they've been so completely subsumed into the EA fever swamp. So like, it's a real shame, but like those games are just stand up great. And uh, Peggle's probably my favorite, um, but just just by the happenstance of me having to having played a lot of Peggle on my first iPhone, it's it's just incredible to look at these games, though. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I I, I enjoyed playing Peggle. I again, I played all the way through the first game, which is seventy five levels. And I am really glad that it, it held up for you. Uh, like, yeah, it's very strange to see someone come to Peggle now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like Earth. I wasn't like like shaking with good times, you know, playing this game. But I enjoyed it. I like these sort of, like you said, Shane, these sort of casual games. You know, I um for a while, uh, I just sat and it's a good like. Even though the music was great for a little while, I was just listening to a podcast and you know just just taking down pegs. 
Um, and it felt great. I'm su- I'm super glad. I'm super <laughs> glad we finally. I'm, I'm I'm glad we made you play pe- play Peggle Knight. I'm glad yeah. we forced this you is, to play. This is this is why this is why I, I love this show. Is I get to you know in, in, have new interesting video game experiences, and uh, sometimes that is a uh, a goofy game from 2007. So uh, I'm glad we covered it. And if you if you're like me, and you've been warped into a new universe where Peggle exists. Uh, give it a shot. It's worth it. Yeah. And I'd say that the, the version to play, um, if you have access to, it looks like basically just a Windows PC, I think that Peggle 1 is the way to go and it's sequel Peggle Knights. Um, Peggle 2 is also fine and you can get that on more modern platforms, but you have to be prepared to sit in front of your television and play Peggle rather than playing it on a computer or smartphone, which I think is the way to go, which unfortunately isn't a thing anymore. Peggle Blast is also still available if you want to hurt yourself. Um, yeah. So uh, do we have time for a little what's making us happy this week? Let's do it. Yeah. I got a couple things. All right. Go for it, Nate. Yeah. So uh, I'm living that hot vax life, you know, still being safe, still wearing my mask, but, you know, feeling more comfortable going out and doing things. So I went to a baseball game. What? You know, you know, I know that you, you've probably you, been uh, really uh, desperate to do that for, for yeah. yeah. How long has that been? Uh, well, 2019, you know, um, yeah. So uh, it's been a little challenging to get tickets. Uh, uh, so I finally, um, Molly and I went to a game on Saturday night and it was awesome. It's, it was everything that I wanted and we got two rounds of ballpark nachos. It was fantastic. Oh yeah. 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 You know, we got one and we were like bartender, you know, <laughs> fill them up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we had, you know, it was great. It was just so nice. Uh, Bush stadium was at. They they expanded capacity to fifty percent, which for a Saturday night game, you know, it felt low, but like that's still a lot of people. Um, it was definitely the most amount of people that I've been around uh, in quite a while. But you know, it's an outdoor thing, and like you know, it felt super comfortable. Like I, it was it was great. That's awesome. Uh, and I, you know, you've convinced me that I want to go to a baseball game and I don't even like going to baseball. Well, actually, that's not true. I like going to baseball games. I just don't like baseball that much. You can go to the Astros game and just boo them. That's what <laughs> that's the big thing. That's why it's great. We've get like we missed out in 2020 because of everything. Uh, but don't worry. We remember. And so 2021 has been there's just this been this sideshow of like what what are people doing to the Houston Astros? At whatever game they go to, whatever new stadium they go to, how did the fans find a way to like make fun of them this weekend? It's it's great. It's a it's like a side story. It's a side quest to baseball right now. Is like we're not letting you get away with this. Well, you know what, Nate? The next time that you come down here, we'll go to an Astros game together. And, oh my and we god, can, we I'm can gonna make fun it. of the Astros together. I'm gonna bring a big trash can and I'm just gonna bang it all game. It's gonna be awesome. I'm I'm super into it mm-hmm. awesome uh well I, I i've got another one though hold on i did oh, another oh, thing oh, oh proceed I, i'm i'm again it's hot back summer i'm out there uh i went so i've talked about on the show uh for a while now uh poker and and all that has been a big part of my life and i've got some of my friends who are uh, like that's their job and whatnot so i finally again vaccinated finally felt comfortable i went and i actually played in a poker tournament what? uh and in a like legit poker tournament and uh, I got third place. It was awesome. Wow. It, yeah, it was fun. So, uh, you know, still mask and all that, Out you know, and four. yeah, yeah, there was, there was, it was three, there was, it was a poker <laughs> tournament and it was me and two of my friends. No, it was almost 200 people. It was a Jesus. good, it was, Damn. yeah. Uh, so it was just good to, That's cool. thank you. Yeah. It was just good to get out and, you know, do some things that were more normal. So, uh, like two weekends in a row, I went to a movie, baseball game, and played in a poker tournament. Uh, I'm exhausted, and I need to be alone for a month. But uh, you know, it was it's it was good. It was good to to get out and and see some people and 
uh, and try to pretend that we're that we are approaching normalcy, whether we are or are not. You know. Well, speaking of real life things that are making us happy this week, um, uh, the thing that's making making me the most happy this week uh, is that Laura. Hi, Laura. Laura is not on the episode hey, this week because Hi, she is currently in the process of getting back home from visiting Houston. And so me and Shane and Laura got together in real life. Uh, and we we oh, so uh, we jealous out. Uh, Laura, yeah. uh, you know, met my I kids. I saw Reagan's adorable children. And we oh, played oh, a board game and are. drank beer and, and ate, uh, ate Mexican food. I want food to see so those good. babies. It's funny how you all being in together actually made the podcast harder. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's how it is. Yeah, uh, I'm I am so excited for you guys, and I'm super jealous that I uh, wasn't there to hang out. Um, that that sounds so awesome. Well, you know, Nate, I think I hear I've been hearing plane tickets are reasonably priced. Short con, <laughs> baby. Short Come on con. Down anytime you feel like it, Nate. Short con at Reagan's house. We're gonna eat a bunch of chips and salsa and we're gonna go boo the astros i can't wait that sounds like a blast yeah uh, shane was that i mean that made us both happy so i suppose that's that's both of us do you have any bonus stuff yeah I, i'll say the game that we played is also something that makes me happy I, I don't know if we've talked about this much i think it's probably come up in one of our bird week episodes but uh we got a chance to crack open one of if not maybe my favorite board game Wingspan, which is oh, a I love twenty nineteen. Yeah, it's a it's a twenty nineteen uh, kind of card based uh, engine building game. Although engine building probably doesn't sell it very well, it is a it is a game about building a wildlife preserve and filling it with birds. And it is a really beautiful game. It came out in twenty nineteen. You can you can you could check this game out either on um you know in a box uh, from your local game store or from Stonemeyer games uh or you can actually now play it online there's a steam uh version of the game and this game it, it remains one of my absolute favorites um because well first off because of the most incredibly beautiful art it has um it has uh Many, many, uh, I don't know the number of cards in there, but it has dozens and, you know, if not like a hundred. I think it's a hundred and eighty something. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah, there's there's like, and e- fully illustrated, beautiful birds. And each card, you know, is a excellent game component for this sort of engine building card game. Uh, but e- each card is also a fairly accurate portrayal of the bird, like listing real like, with a beautiful illustration um, that is very, you know, true to life and with uh, facts about the bird, including, you know, the size of their nest and where they make their nest and what environments they live in and some, you know, fun facts. And of course their wingspan um, and, uh, and, and other things. And, um, what I find so lovely in terms of about the play of this game, um, is, so this is an engine building game, like, um, like, like there's a few other games in that kind of genre, but in general, games of that type tend to be, uh, very directly competitive and somewhat cutthroat often. Um, and, you know, with many, many things you can do on your turn, um, and many of those things are about, uh, you know, maybe, you, you know, you, while you're constructing things on your turn, you might also be disrupting your opponent's board. This is a very chill board game and not all that many board games are quite this chill. Um, and the other thing I love about it is how fast it plays. You can play this game in like 40 minutes, 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and each, so, and each, there's not a ton of like direct interaction. You're competing somewhat for some resources with your opponents, but the, the tableau of birds that you're building in front of you isn't going to be like disrupted significantly by your opponents. Um, and the, the experience of playing this is, a, is really kind of meditative. You're building this, mm-hmm. this, this, uh, this tableau of birds um, and the competition comes from kind of competing to do that the best and, and to win out on points across a series of, 
uh, you know, public and secret goals. And it is, um, I think it's just one of the most perfect games ever made. It was it came out in 2019, so I've have had very few chances to play it. <laughs> Sh- uh, Shane, I I I've been I'd been wanting this game forever, and when it originally came out, it sold up. It became a huge hit, and it was incredibly expensive to get a copy. So I had to wait for the yeah, it was like sold out everywhere. I had to wait for the second printing, and I got a copy of it. Uh, Something like March fifth, twenty twenty. No, so yeah. so I was so excited to get it, and then it sat uh, unopened at my house until December. Whenever we no September, when we had uh, my brother in law came to stay with us, and I was able to play it. So uh, I I know the feeling of getting this game and not being able to play it. I, I love this yeah. game. It is also like. One of the things that I like about it, yeah, besides they did all the three printings in the first two months, um, mm. but they were only able to make like 40, 50,000 copies of the game. And so Stonemeyer had to like issue a series of public apologies saying, <laughs> we're printing this as fast as we possibly can. Yeah. Well, you can oh, tell please. it must have taken them a while to print it because one of the things I love about this game too is that it like the build quality of the game is fantastic. It's definitely made by yeah. people who who actively like board games and are board game collectors themselves because all the, the pieces are wonderful. The book is wonderful. The uh, Like it comes with its own built-in carrying or uh, yeah. like storage things. Yeah, like everything the about it. The cards are just really incredibly, yeah. like there's so many the, beautiful illustrations on the cards. There's a big wow element when you set it up on the table because it comes with a dice tower that looks like a birdhouse. Yeah, it's so uh, great. Every, and, it's so yeah, good. And, the, and the, 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 the plastic box, they give you these like lovely little egg tokens that are little three-dimensional plastic eggs in a bunch of charming colors. They did not have to go so hard on the bits. Now, I also I learned that one of the artists lives really close to me because we ordered some prints from their website, and I was just looking at it. It looks like they've released a book, which I may pick up. Nice. Uh, I ordered some of the prints from their website and you know paid for shipping and then got an email like the next day. And they were like, oh, we were, I was packaging up your, your prints and I realized your address was like around the corner. So is it cool <laughs> if I just, if I just come and drop it off, I'll, you know, we'll refund the shipping. And I was like, yeah, of course. Cool. And, and I didn't, you know, I just, I didn't like go out and try to meet them or anything. I just let them, you know, do their thing, drop it off and go. But they emailed complimenting us on our bird feeders. So I kind of <laughs> feel like we're best friends now. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, you know, sweet. Yeah, it was, I've been it was really very nice. tempted to pick up the two expansions. They did a 2019 expansion that was uh, adding 81 new European birds. By the way, the main game is all North American birds, but you could get European birds. Uh, and now they also, at the start of 2020, added an expansion for uh, the birds of uh, Oceania uh, with an additional 95 more birds. It's, uh, yeah, you know, they could just keep going included with my order is I got a auto. I got a signed card from one of the, from the game, like uh, one of the actual game cards, they signed it. So um, yeah, support the artists too. Yeah. It's a great game. Uh, I'm a huge fan of it. That's very cool. And yeah, I, I had a lot of fun playing it. And I, I'd been holding off on buying the digital version because I didn't know if I was really going to enjoy the game. You know, sometimes these games work for me, sometimes they don't. Uh, but now that I've played the game and gotten a better sense for the rules, I'm definitely looking f- to pick up the the digital version and try playing it online with some of you folks. So uh, looking yeah, forward we to checking it out. Uh, maybe we should just play it for the show and invite the people on our Discord to join us and play some Wings. Yeah, that'd be actually really fun. Uh, if anybody on the Discord feels, or you know, or listeners out there in uh, listener land who maybe aren't on our Discord, uh, want to play some Wingspan with us, uh, I think that would be a fun thing to do. Um, so, yeah. Hi. And speaking of the Discord, uh, you can support the show by going to patreon.com 
slash the short transition yes yeah what a segue yeah and uh if you go to patreon.com slash the short game and support us at even a dollar a month you will get instant access to our discord which is where we talk about the show we plan episodes there we talk about games we're playing we make fun of nate for not knowing what peggle is um so it's a great place to chat (laughs) i wear Uh, it with pride try to make fun of me (laughs) we have uh and uh yeah you can find us there uh you can also find us on twitter at underscore short game which is are another great way to get in touch with us or suggest games for the show uh and of course you can leave reviews for the podcast on your podcast platform of choice which we really appreciate we have been in the middle of a podcast review drought uh so uh you know reviews are one of the best ways to help support the show if you don't feel like spending any money Uh, also tell a friend about the show if you know friends who are interested in games and you say oh yeah you you might like that game you know whatever it is hades or something then say hey you know if you want an overview of that game uh maybe tell them to check out an episode of our show they can find it on uh apple podcasts on all the other podcast platforms uh and of course uh www.theshortgame.net um and by the way if you're not aware uh, our cms setup uh limits us to having 150 episodes available in podcast apps at any given time but we have a back catalog of well over 250 games uh that is on our website so if you are curious about the games that we have covered in yesteryear those episodes are all still live if you go to uh, uh www.theshortgame.net easiest way to do a search is you go to our uh our uh, what is it? Uh, show notes page. And from there, there is a search box where you can search the entire history of the show. So I would recommend checking that out there. You can find me on Twitter at Reagan K. That's R-A-Y-G-A-N-K. Nate, where can people find you? On Twitter at Nate S-T-L. And Shane, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at 8 Shane. And listeners, thank you once again for joining us on this episode of The Short Game. Peggle. Nights. Nights. The short game. Ah, Nights. Blast. Dollar <laughs> <laughs> ninety nine. Buy a ball. <laughs>